Hello, everybody. Welcome to Millennium Live. Today, we're joined by Aaron Patsier. He's the co-founder and CEO of Vital, which is a modern, intelligent, digital health application that is transforming the care experience in hospitals and in emergency departments. Aaron is known for his success with Mint.com, I'm sure the audience here is familiar with, and it is for his ability to use technology to make complex things simple. So without further ado, here he is, Aaron, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Of course. And uh, let's just jump right into it. So for anyone that's not familiar with yourself or Vital, could you just give us uh, a brief introduction to the company itself and maybe your background as well? Vital is a tool to improve your patient experience uh, during a hospital stay. Um, so our flagship product is called ER Advisor, um, and it walks people through what to expect during their emergency room visit. So how long they're going to wait to see a triage nurse, how long they're going to be in the waiting room, how long each of their labs is going to take. So we use artificial intelligence for wait times, which is the thing that most patients are very interested in. Um, so that helps improve your, your customer experience, your patient uh, satisfaction. We've increased HCAP scores by about 250% at uh, some of our flagship hospitals. Um, it also improves hospital revenue, um, make sure that keep, uh, people follow their follow-up instructions. So we use natural language processing, parse through those big 10 or 15 page discharge documents that most people just sort of throw away in the trash and pull out like a to-do list. These are the medications that you need. This is the follow-up that you need. And that helps prevent uh, readmissions. And then lastly, because it's a self-service application that between 50 and 70% of all patients in your emergency room use, like basically everybody who's conscious, um, it takes a lot of burden off of your staff. Uh, registration staff and nursing in particular have far fewer questions to answer because the app answers like, questions like, what am I waiting on? What's going to happen next? What should I do to speed up my visit? Um, where are the bathrooms? Anything like that is sort of taken care of in a self-service manner. And it's all uh, you know super easy to use, which is why we have 50 to 70% utilization versus sort of an industry average of you know 10 to 20% usage of, of apps. We just make it super easy. Yeah, that's awesome. That's, that's a great number. And uh... yeah. A little bit on my background, the reason why I think people use the software uh, and it's been so widely adopted, it's been used by over half a million uh, patients so far. We're now in a hundred hospitals up from five at the end of 2020. So growing very, very rapidly is my background is in consumer software. So my co-founder, Dr. Justin Schrager, he's an emergency room physician. That's why this is tailored to uh, ED patients and clinicians. I'll talk about the clinical side in a, in a minute. But my background is I was the founder of Mint.com. It became the largest personal finance tool in the US and Canada. And then when that was bought by Intuit, I was a head of product innovation across all of Intuit. So if you've used TurboTax or QuickBooks or Mint or Quicken, you know, those have had, uh, had my, my fingerprints um, on them. And when you're making products for tens of millions of people, you, they have to be so easy to use to navigate. The words have to be correct. The onboarding and sign-up process uh, has to be so easy that there's no instruction manual needed. Nobody has to look anything up. There's no training. Um, like I, it, I consider it just to be 
travesty of the industry that doctors and nurses and all the staff go through days and days of training on, you know, uh, big, big brand EHR software, or frankly, any software. Um, why don't you make it so easy to use that it's like any, you know, good Apple app or social media app or whatever, you just know how to use it. You've never looked up an instruction manual for using Instagram or Google or anything. You just know how to use it. That's what we strive towards. Well, that's great. And uh, just on a side note, I just started using Mint. Uh, it's a uh, very helpful, very helpful tool. Been uh, wish I would use it sooner. But uh, can you dive in a little bit more to the uh, this product that you mentioned about the ER advisor and and yeah. talk about that solution a little bit and maybe uh, what it provides to the patient? Yeah. Well, I'll go a little bit more technical. So it, it sits on top of any. Um, uh, EHR, so Cerner, Epic, Allscripts, Meditech, um, anything. And it's reading new visits coming through. So your EHR remains the system of record. We see a new visit uh, pop up in your system because somebody's walked into the emergency room and registered the same way they would normally. And then we invite that person using a text message and they get a unique link per patient. So it's kind of like a password reset link it's secure per patient and they confirm their last name. And that's all that's required. It's a web app. It's actually not, uh, you know, from the app store or the play store, you don't have to download anything loads super, super fast because the Wi-Fi or cell signal, which is often in the basement of hospitals tends to be not the best. Um, so you, you want that to load very, very quickly. These are the kinds of like subtle behind the scenes, like this is, this is why it's, it's more successful. Um, and then we're looking at the timing of everything. So we're looking at when did the patient register? Well, when did a triage note get opened in the EHR? When did it get completed? Uh, when was a, a new bed assigned? When was a physician assigned? At what time was the CT scan ordered? And at what time um, did it actually happen? How long did it take for the radiologist to interpret it? So we're looking at the timestamps of everything. And then we're correlating that with like, the patient's age, their ESI, their severity, um, in order to make predictions. Because if you just use past timestamps, you're always going to have a lagging uh, indicator of how long somebody's going to be in. You know, if the last people were waiting five hours to see a doctor, you actually don't know that they're waiting five hours until five hours in. And then for the people yeah. who are just arrived, you know, your predictions are now 10 hours late. So you actually need to use artificial intelligence to look forward in time. And the only way to do that is to know number of beds, how many people are arriving per hour, how many people are leaving per hour, um, how backed up is it when people are admitted. And so there's really sophisticated algorithms. We've actually published five peer-reviewed papers on our technology, not just for wait times, but um, you know, we can predict likelihood of admission. We can predict ESI as well as nurses can, it turns out. Um, we're working um, with, on, on sepsis prediction using not just the typical things people use, which is vital signs, but we're looking at um, freeform text in doctor and nurses notes. So that's something that I don't know of any other health company doing, which is being able to use freeform text. So we use a very sophisticated natural language processing 
using uh, word and paragraph vectorization techniques that were sort of only invented by Google a couple of years ago. Whereas most of the people who are doing quote AI and health tech are still using um, algorithms that I would consider to be from 30 or 40 years ago. So we're definitely on the bleeding edge of this stuff. And it and it's, sounds good and it is good and it works really well, but ultimately you see very little of it. You just see that the wait times are super accurate. People are really happy. You see as a clinician, this person is likely to be admitted or this person's likely to be, to, to be septic. And it'll tell you why we think that, but the technology is just sort of works. And the whole goal of technology to me is to make life easier for the patient for the patient care experience person, for the, uh, the doctor, the nurse, the social worker. We sort of have different technology, different algorithms for each of them. Of course, I mean, that's, that's innovation at its core. And I know at the core focus of Vital is to provide a consumer grade experience you know, for, for anybody who maybe uses this. Uh, you know, how is Vital unique in its mission, especially in the healthcare space, because you know, this it gets tricky because I mean you're providing value to patients, you know, and that that that's always um you always have to take a, a little bit of a step further to that. So, you know, seeing that the vital vital solutions are really easy to use, and I'm sure this didn't happen overnight. So maybe talk about the mission a little bit and expanding on your team's work to ensure that vital does provide the best user experience it can. Yeah. So in some sense, our mission is simple. It's to uh, create a beautiful and intelligent software assistant for patients and clinicians. It's as simple as that. Literally the word beautiful is in our mission statement because we care mm -hmm. about design and we care about usability. I don't know any other health company that like, where beauty is literally in their, their mission statement. So it may be, of course, to help patients, and that's number one for us, but it's gotta be beautiful and it's gotta be intelligent. By intelligent, I mean, it doesn't ever replace anything that clinicians do, it's an assistant, and it's something that lets you work at the top of your license if you're a clinician. There is so much work that we make uh, doctors and nurses do that is, for lack of a better uh, term, it's kind of beneath them, you know, the amount of whether it's paperwork or busy work. Um, and the more that you can automate, the more information that you can push to patients and their family so that they're well informed and they have efficient conversations with clinicians, the better. The more that you can make sure that every single alert is uh, relevant and actionable, um, because these types of alerts that you get you know, in the emergency department are very different than in the ICU that are different on the cancer ward that are different in the maternity uh, unit. And so you have to recognize that and allow that kind of personalization, which is something we do on, um, on the clinical side. Likewise, the, the way that we approach software, I think is very different. I always like to put myself in the shoes of the, the patient and just say, what is the big thing that I want to know? So if it's in the emergency room, it's how long am I going to wait before I see a doctor? How am I going to wait before this problem is, you know, quote, fixed or the pain is resolved? So what are the ways that you can help people achieve that? For an inpatient stay, it's, it's sort of like, am I getting healthier or not? Was today a good day? Did I heal? Man, I've been sitting in this hospital bed for a week. I am so both 
bored and in pain and um, am I making progress or not? And so we have been working on this algorithmic health meter, literally like a dial that's like red, green, yellow. Are you getting healthier day by day? Looking at your uh, your vital signs, looking at subjective things like you know your your muscle strength and, and mental alertness and things that nurses measure. Uh, looking at whether your lab values are improving or declining. Um, looking at your mobility and your ability to be self-sufficient, your ins and outs, uh, how much you're eating, um, all of these things, how many lines you have in, how many IV medications you're on, how many, what's the intensity of care, you know, how many notes were written about you yesterday versus today. Very complicated thing, but all to serve this very easy goal for, from a patient's perspective. Am I getting better? Am I, am I getting closer to getting out of here? Very difficult actually to, to know whether that's true and to be accurate most of the time and not people false hope. Um, but that's the way we think about it. And so we're willing to attempt tools and uh, ideas that I think no one has ever done before in part because there are uh, a lot of, um, you know, healthcare software is, is beholden to the economics and vital certainly makes you about a million dollars per ED that you are installed in. But what I mean is you're ticking compliance boxes. You're like, we're supposed to educate uh, people on their medication um, side effects. And so we'll show videos on that and try to get them to do the things that we need to do as a hospital for our accreditation or to reduce liability which is fine, you do need to do those things, but those are table stakes. That's thinking in terms of what we need as a hospital. That's not thinking in terms of, I'm a patient and like, this is one of the worst experiences of my life. What do I wanna know? What does my family need to know? Like, because there's a big sharing aspect to Vital as well. We've had 130,000 people or families rather, um, uh, receive shared visits so they can follow along with what's happening in the emergency department. You know, you've seen a doctor, not seen a doctor. We have that same sharing capability in our new inpatient product. And what's brilliant about that is like every morning I might be 3000 miles away is, is grandma a green thumbs up or, you know, just sort of stable or like a red thumbs down. If I see two or three of those, you know, red thumbs downs in a row, like maybe I fly across the country and see her. If, if it's green thumbs up for five days in a row, I'm like, great, peace of mind. I can go about my day. I'm not worrying about a sick, uh, sick relative, but it's an amazing sort of feature. And I don't know why people don't think in the context of not just patients, but their, their families as well. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that's a big, that's a big point because when someone's in the hospital, it's, it's not, it's not, doesn't only affect the person who's there affects the families, friends, and whatnot. So that's a lot of information too. And you, I think you answered one of my questions that was coming up about the benefits of using Vital in the hospital. But beyond the user experience of the ER advisor, you know what 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 makes Vital different compared to some of the um, you know the the other vendors who are vying for the time of of these you know hospitals and health systems who are looking for technology like this. Yeah. We are a startup and we are a product and engineering oriented startup. So if you look at like literal, the makeup of the company, it's very different than most companies. Most software companies in health are very, very sales heavy. And of course we have a few salespeople, but we are, you know, we're about 50 people now and 30, 35 of them are product design 
engineering, um, you know, building. And so we build very, very quickly, particularly by health standards. So uh, ER Advisor has been out for, you know, a year and a half now. It's now at 100 hospitals. As of today, I just did the count and we're at 100 hospitals. That's great. Um, our inpatient product, you know, we developed that late last year. We, we just sort of did a pilot and now it's going to be generally available sort of at the end of June, July timeframe um, in this year. Our clinical AI are alerting on, you know, sepsis and probability of admission and a bunch of other hospital acquired infections. You know, that's coming out this year. So we're, we're putting out products at a very rapid pace for a small team because we care so much about technology and design. Let's reverse gears a little bit. Let's talk a little, you know, challenges, because, you know, there's always challenges when you were dealing with the healthcare system, right? So what, yeah. what are the biggest challenges uh, that you saw for? Yeah, I mean, the big challenges um, that we saw for are vital will improve your patient experience scores. So those would be HCAPs or EDCAPs uh, scores. And literally, I can think of like six different factors. There's likelihood to recommend, but it's also was I informed about weights where my friends and family kept informed. We literally have features for keeping your friends and family informed. How was my wait time? Uh, we may not change wait times, but we certainly change the perception of it. So we can pre-program an apology, you know, that comes 90 minutes into your wait. We're sorry you're waiting so long. Is there anything that we can get you? Uh, we're moving as fast as we can. Just some, you know, human element that says, Doctors and nurses are too busy to talk to everyone all the time and answer all their questions, but you have to treat people like people. Just acknowledge the fact that it's 7 p.m. on a Tuesday and it's really busy in the emergency department. And we're sorry about that. And we're, uh, you know, don't go anywhere. Um, we're going to get to you as fast as we can. And we see people in the order of, you know, severity. And if you need anything, we'll, we'll get it for you. And you're safe now that you're in the building. So that peace of mind is uh, is really important. We also solve for um, revenue for hospitals, which is to say, we did a study at Emory, which is one of our first places. I think 11% of people uh, were were following up after the, in the emergency department uh, visit. 11% were following up, should be about 50%. Uh, you know, after you've been in an emergency, this was with Emory affiliated clinics. So they may have been going to, you know, places where we didn't have insight to a, their, their family care doctor or to a competitor or something like that. We increased that to uh, 15%. That was an additional 12,000 visits, mostly to specialists that Emory uh, wouldn't have gotten that year. That was worth about $7 million in immediate revenue, not long-term downstream revenue of people getting, you know, expensive orthopedic surgeries or anything, but just people going to the specialists and the follow-up care that they needed. Well, that keeps them healthier. That, you know, reduces readmissions, that um, brings revenue from those specialist, specialist appointments into the healthcare system. And then there's downstream effects that are probably five or tenfold in terms of the economics. So there's a big economic impact. I think primarily though, people buy it for improving the patient experience. Now, lastly, it is what I said, which is saving doctor and nurse time. If I had a very simplistic way of looking at vital, what we do is we're tapped into your EHR. We're looking at all the stuff, all the notes and labs and results and everything that's going on behind the scenes. And we are interpreting that 
to communicate with patients and their families the same way that a doctor or a nurse would if that doctor and nurse had infinite time to spend with each and every family. What's gonna happen next? Here's why you're getting this lab. Here's what this result means. It's kind of like automating as much of that humanistic communication as possible uh, is a, a really big advantage of, of VITAL. Yeah. And, you know, to, to help not only the patients, but clinicians as well. I mean, that's a, that's a huge step in, 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 in terms of managing, you know, a big health system. And, uh, and you mentioned that VITAL is in a hundred, over a hundred hospitals now and across 28 that's right. health systems. So, that's right. so perhaps can you share any, any, um, any outcomes, uh, from your partnerships, uh, anything like that? Yeah, I've mentioned a few of them. Um, so HCAP score is improved by about 250% across uh, like six different dimensions at Dignity St. Joseph's Hospital in Phoenix, Arizona. That was one of our first sites within Common Spirit. We're now in 25 or 30 Common Spirit uh, affiliated hospitals. Um, with Emory, we had uh, 12,000 extra follow-up uh, visits to Emory-affiliated specialists and clinics um, over the course of a year. Uh, that was across four emergency departments. That was about $7 million or about $1.8 million per emergency department in incremental new revenue um, after having installed uh, Vital. And then, you know, just an, another you know, result that I'm just pleased with is we have between 50 and 70% of all patients using the software. Our highest utilization, I think, is at UPMC Children's Hospital. Uh, parents really care about their kids and everything that's going on with them. And so I've seen utilization in some weeks as high as 75%, which is just insane. Like literally everybody is glued to vital looking at their uh, updates on wait times, watching the time tick down, uh, watching the, the orders and results come in, you know, four out of five things are, are resulted. When's that last one going to be? So the doctor comes and talks to you and then you can get out of here. It's just a really happy result to, to know that, you know, at a children's hospital, 75% of parents are, are choosing to use this. And that, that's really great. That's, that's great news. Uh, so, you know, CEO, head of product, uh, mm. you've, you know, you, you have a good background in, 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 you, in te bringing technology to help uh, make people's lives easier. What, I'm curious, what's your philosophy about innovation, just as a whole? Just a big summary. Well, um, loaded question, but. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, Vital really fits in with my own sort of life mission or purpose, um, which is, uh, it, it's sort of a funny thing because I don't know, when I was younger, I always wanted to be Thomas Edison. I have 10 patents to my name, which is, <laughs> which is cool. But wow. what I discovered that I'm really good at is, and what my life's mission really is, is to take industries that are complex and full of kind of anxiety and fear and bring a kind of simplicity, calm and understanding to them, because I guess that's the, it's kind of the way that I value my own thinking. You know, there's a lot of chaos in life. There's always so many options that you can just 
whittle it down, make it simple, make it easy, make it calm and understandable, which is something that I think that I did with um, Mint in finance. You know, finances are complex and the average American has 10 different financial accounts and relationships when you include student loans and mortgages and credit cards and all of that. And we put it all together in one place. And then with Vital, it's healthcare is even more complex than that. And it's scary. And like, God, I'm 41 and I've worked in this industry for, you know, five years now. I'm not 100% sure that I understand insurance in the US. I just <laughs> I don't think anybody I, I, but but how does how does anybody have any chance to like understand their health, the financial aspects of it, um, you know, what medications and what those should cost and how to get them and what you can substitute in terms of generics versus brand. like it's just endlessly complicated. And so guiding patients and their family members and to do it while you're sick or while you're old, like there is so much help needed in this industry to, to bring just a great experience and to bring patients and their families and caregivers together to not just do what I think hospitals are good at, which is prevent death and alleviate pain, but it's really only patients and families and the guidance that you can give them, hopefully through software that can achieve uh, health, which is different than simply the alleviation of pain. Sure. Hospitals sort of pick people up once they've fallen off the cliff, as they say. Um, you know, our ultimate goal is to be that assistant to keep you healthy after having gone through something like this. I mean, that's that's awesome. And it's so exciting to hear about all the the great innovations that are that's happening at Vital and continue to do so. I mean, Aaron, it's it's awesome to talk to you. You have so much insight on this. I, I do have a final question for you though. Sure. You know, what's on the horizon? You know, you're doing so much mm. right now and it's just incredible to to see the this type of technology out there and and health systems and and just people overall just using it and being excited mm-hmm. to do so. So what what are you most excited about? What do you see in the future? Uh, one of the things that I'm most excited about is this concept of like a care experience platform, which is to say your healthcare experience is not just in the hospital. And that's, those are our primary, you know, customers, if you will, the buyers of our software, but it's the care coordination with your PCP, with specialists, with the ACO that you might be uh, affiliated with, with making sure that they have all the information that they need uh, to coordinate care with with patients and with family members. So it's getting the whole, I guess, team involved. And what that would ultimately mean is very easy, accessible, and of course, secure information that crosses the boundaries of health systems and EHRs. It's kind of funny that there's no real, you know, we call it national HIE or, or tool that all the doctors and all the hospitals and all the care coordinators are, are using. So ultimately to be that platform would be, you know, the goal. It might take decades to get there, um, but this, the system is still so fragmented. This is not dissimilar to what I faced at Mint, where there uh, are, or at least were in 2006 when I started it, 12,000 different financial institutions 
banks and brokerages and, and mortgage lenders, 12,000. We connected up to 12,000 different information sources. All of them had varying degrees of quality and issues, and it had to be normalized, brought together to give you just an easy picture of your finances. Healthcare is not dissimilar. It's like hundreds of hospitals or you know, tens of thousands of clinics, all providing slightly different data that needs to be normalized. You know, we use SNOMED for our coding system internally because I think it's the most comprehensive, you know, to pre present a cohesive picture of your health. It is a massive data, data cleansing, data integration problem um, in order for you then to put the algorithms and AI that we, that we do on top of it. And the algorithm and AI are really just to serve to make things easy for patients, but it's like you have to add all of these layers and layers and layers in order to get to that ultimate simplicity for, for patients. It's not easy. Simple is the hardest thing in the world to do. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, I mean, this is this is fascinating stuff. Uh, I could listen to you uh, for for much longer than this. So um, excited to hear all about what Vital's doing. Uh, we should catch up later in the year to uh, maybe visit revisit some of these topics you know all the all the wonderful things that vital is doing to help you know improve the care experience overall for both patients and clinicians and uh, making healthcare better for everyone and to keep things beautiful and, and intelligent because that's i think that's a wonderful way to go so aaron thank you for your time today and and we appreciate you being on the podcast thank you Connor. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to Millennium Live to listen and learn on life and leadership.